Welcome to The Lead. I'm Nate Bramel. On today's episode of The Lead, we talk with Grady College graduate Amanda Dixon, who recently began her career in journalism. After graduating from UGA in 2013, Dixon made her way to New York City and now works as a financial products reporter at Bankrate.com. In this episode, I talk with Amanda Dixon about embarking on a career in journalism in today's climate, the importance of interviews and how to ask the right questions, and the need for a reporter to be constantly learning, even after graduation. But first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast was created by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership as part of its Innovation Fellowship Program. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash Cox Institute. Welcome to The Lead. We're joined with Grady graduate Amanda Dixon. So glad to have you back at Grady. So Amanda, just starting off the episode, could you give us just a walkthrough of what your career as a journalist has entailed so far? Absolutely. So I graduated from UGA in the spring of 2013. And I took an internship in New York City. I was interning for Essence Magazine, which was a brand under Time, Inc. I was there for a few months and took a little bit of a break from the journalism industry, sort of explored something different. I was in the education field for about a year, mentoring students, essentially teaching English in Queens, New York, and then definitely realized that I needed to get back into journalism. It was my true passion. And so I was interning at Mashable. It was a copy editing intern. But I also got the opportunity to do some writing, did a little bit of freelancing after that, found my way in personal finance. I took a position at a startup called Smart Asset, which is all about helping people make better financial decisions, was able to move up the ladder and moved up to being a staff writer and editor and got to do a lot of great things with data, social media, writing. And then for the past year, I've been working as a banking reporter at Bankrate.com, covering the ins and outs of the industry and why it matters to consumers. I was really interested looking at your whole body of work so far, hearing what you just mentioned from social media, writing, editing, creating content, search engine optimization. I know it's a big thing you've talked about. I was curious, just from what you've gathered so far, it sounds like you do so much. And what does that look like within the journalism industry? How would you say is best to prepare for that? I think it's great for students who are interested in journalism to just know that organizations want you to do more than just write. They want you to be able to do a lot of different projects. They definitely would love to have someone who is interested in going into social media and is able to look at data, analyze information, and use that to decide what kinds of stories they're going to be writing and really getting to see what audiences care about and what matters to them. So I think it's important for students to be willing to explore different areas of interest and find a niche, but definitely be open to gaining a variety of different skills because it can only enhance your experience. And companies really want someone who can come to the table with a lot of different ideas and, and different experiences. Would you say as you began into these different fields of social media, data analytics, were you experiencing that before you were asked to do that? Or is that something you had to figure out as you went along? 
some of it was figuring things out as I went along. I was into social media just from my personal experience with it, but I had never really thought about how I could use social media to build an audience, to really engage our readers. That was something that was different. So it was a lot of on-the-job learning, but it was just so interesting to be able to see, okay, I started with very little experience in this, and then over time was able to get to the point where I was running my company's Twitter account all by myself, coming up with social media strategies and being able to take data and say, okay, we should be doing more of this and less of that. It was definitely a process, but it was really interesting to see how I could grow and improve over time. For all the majors under Grady College, social media is certainly an area that a lot of jobs are heading. What is some advice or just any strategies that you learned that was like, wow, this is so important to helping my platform grow? Absolutely. So figuring out how to make sure that you're not just posting content in social media and just sort of being a one way channel, but also trying to find a way that it's sort of a two way street where you're publishing information and posting it on Twitter, for example, but then also have the audience in return retweet your information or connect with you in a certain way that then you can take that connection and that experience and then maybe use that to inspire future decisions that you make or realize, okay, well, people responded well to this post, maybe I should focus more of this moving forward. One thing I was interested too, because you said after you took that break for education, and then you came back into journalism, that's when you entered the financial journalism niche area. When you were at Grady, was that something you wanted to write about? Or is that something you kind of fell upon as you went? I definitely fell into business journalism. I was saying this earlier, I never, ever, ever would have expected to be covering finance, business, banks. This was a complete surprise. So it was definitely something that I just fell into, but I really enjoy it. And I'm really happy that I sort of stumbled upon this. I think I left Grady with a plan. I was going to focus on lifestyle magazines. I was going to move up in that industry and then found myself doing something completely different. But it's it's really rewarding. It's challenging, but it's definitely helped me grow as a reporter. And it's interesting to see that I've been able to learn on my feet and, and really be able to cover this with some sort of authority at this point. Earlier this semester, we interviewed Matt Kempner from the AJC, who does a lot of business journalism there as well. And something I was interested in, just curious for you, how were you able to become savvy with that lingo and just be able to competently write about it and communicate to your audience well? Great question. So a lot of it has been leading on my colleague who are more experienced and getting advice from them in terms of how I should approach certain stories. I also lean a lot on my sources. And I think that's something that's very important for journalists. You know, when you're doing interviews and figuring out who to talk to, you have to make sure that you're speaking to people who really know what they're talking about, who have a lot of experience in the field, you know, going into interviews and being able to ask the right questions and making sure you're gathering enough information from them so that that you can then turn around and write a story that really covers everything that needs to be covered. When I write stories, even now, I'll talk to six and seven people. I'll go above and beyond usually and talk to as many people as I can to make sure that I've really covered all my bases. So throughout your career so far, all the publications you've written for have been online, correct? Mostly online. With Essence Magazine, they do have a print publication as well, but uh, mostly been online. So I was curious then, as you've gone through, how have you had to learn how to write to pair with online? With online, it's more concise. Definitely have to make sure when you're writing that you're structuring your story in a certain way, that it makes sense, that it's going to be able to draw the reader in. The writing is tighter, it's shorter, it's more concise. With search engine optimization, it's definitely structured in a way where it includes certain keywords. 
that people are more likely to search for when they're going on Google and looking for a specific topic. So with magazine writing, which is what I studied here, it was a lot longer form. I did, you know, some more feature writing. And so it was a little bit of a transition for me to sort of figure out how to shorten my writing and just making sure that it was concise. You talked about before at Smart Asset, moving up the ladder pretty quickly. I was curious, what steps were you able to take? I know you said you started out with a smaller workload. So were there certain things that you did to be able to prove your writing skill or certain things like that? Well, with Smart Asset, I made it known that I was willing to take on all sorts of different projects. So even though I had a background in writing, I was willing to take over their social media team. Smart Asset does a lot of data studies that they publish. So I was willing to sit in on those meetings and learn about that process. So I definitely didn't limit myself. I was open-minded. I was open to taking a lot of different opportunities. And that's something that employers really appreciate, someone who's enthusiastic, willing to dabble in different things and just help out where that's needed. I also thought it was interesting you said you found yourself in New York looking for work. How would you say you made yourself a valuable candidate? Were there certain things on your resume that you think stood out? Something that I think stood out on my resume was just the fact that I did have a very broad range of experiences, that I wasn't just focused on writing, that I did have a background in social, that I knew something about search engine optimization. And so I, I think that it helped me to become an asset on the team, just having that background that was varied and something I think that employers really latched onto. So I think that's helped me a lot. And also, even though I do have a variety of experiences, there was some consistency in my resume. I wasn't just jumping from one random opportunity to another, it was clearly shown that I was interested in journalism, that I was passionate about writing, and that I was focusing on digital. And that's something that employers really look for. And so I think the fact that with my resume, if I had a plan, it seems as though I was moving in a specific direction. Where you are now, you've talked about having to take tasks that you weren't necessarily comfortable with before and just working through is that a continuing thing like what does that look like having to continuously make sure that you are very well-rounded the industry is evolving and I think that that's something that will continue you know I have no clue what's going to happen within the next 10 years and and so it's very important to be flexible and to be well-rounded being able to do a variety of different things being open to learning new skills is so important because you know if you're in a position and it changes or the role transforms you have to be able to figure things out being willing to say okay maybe I need to take this extra class being able to sort of do whatever it takes to gain those new skills skills that's necessary to be experienced and to be successful in a particular area is it's so important. So I think I would recommend that students be open to the fact that once you leave UGA, you know, you're going to continue to have to learn and it doesn't ever stop. You're going to be constantly gaining new skills, constantly having to learn. I was curious in your years here at UGA, were there any particular things that you did that you just set yourself up for the career path you're on right now or advice you'd have to students for certain ways to get involved, especially in that mindset you just brought up of constantly evolving, constantly changing, even once you're in your career? When I was at UGA, I focused on magazines. And one mistake that I made, I did not get involved with the Red and Black until my last semester at UGA. And I sort of wish that I had started with that a little bit earlier because I think it really teaches students the valuable skills that 
they don't necessarily get while they're in the classroom. I mean, when you're in the classroom, you're, you know, learning these skills, but with the red and black, you get to actually put those skills into practice. I think that that was something that really set me up as I transitioned from magazines into digital writing. It was so important for me to have those skills. That was such a valuable experience, even though it was short lived for me. Even if you're not sure if you're going to go into newspapers, I think it's just such a great place and it, it helped me learn a lot. And uh, just getting involved with as many things on campus as possible. There are all kinds of different publications. I was writing for Ugazine and editing for that as well. And just getting a variety of experiences is so important. Well, thank you so much. That's about everything. Just appreciate your time so much. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Lead Podcast. This episode was produced by Nate Brammel and Noel Lashley with the help of Keith Herndon, director of the Cox Institute at the University of Georgia. For more episodes, find us on Twitter at The Lead Podcast.